Hi, and welcome back to the podcast, Astrology and You. We're so excited you're here. I'm Maxine. And I'm Alice. And today we have an exciting episode. We're going into all the major astrological events of 2023. So you can get an idea of what's in store for the year ahead. Yeah, and we're mainly going to focus because obviously there's a ton we could get into, um, but we're going to focus on the eclipses, Jupiter and Saturn, and throw in Pluto and some retrogrades as well. Yeah, like if we went through every single new moon, (laughs) full moon, planet changing signs, you guys would be listening to this episode for like six hours. So (laughs) to keep it short, we're focusing on what is kind of what are the standout transits for the year? Exactly. And once, you know, it gets closer, we always do those month ahead forecasts. So look out for those. Yes. Um, But we have something exciting to announce. If you follow us on social media, you may have seen us post about this already, but we are releasing um, a masterclass, like two hour workshop all about how to locate where these transits for 2023 are happening happening in your chart so you can understand what exactly the year ahead holds for you, like based on your individual transits. Yeah, so we're so excited to share this with you. We've been, we wanted to do one kind of last year too, but this year we're finally doing it and it's going to be so helpful for charting out the year ahead and planning things and making sure that you're kind of just on course and knowing where you're being supported this upcoming year and also where you might find some challenges. Yeah, so if what we go through in this episode, like Saturn moving into Pisces, um, the eclipses shifting into Aries and Libra, if that piques your interest and you're like, wait, I want to know what that means for me. What does it mean that Saturn is moving into that Pisces part of my chart now? This is what that workshop is for. You will figure out exactly what that means. Also, if you have like Pisces planets, like Pisces moon, Pisces sun, and you want to know what that Saturn transit over your sun and moon means or any mutable sign for that instance, this is the workshop that you need to take. Yes. And like, it really will help you because obviously we're going to share with you in this episode those transits as mentioned, but it just gets even more specific and we're going to dive into so much more just in the actual workshop and we'll have the charts for you and all of that. So really great too if you're a visual learner. Yes, and we will put the link to purchase the workshop in our show notes. We are doing the workshop um, live on Sunday, December 11th for the first 20 people that sign up. We want to keep it kind of small so people have time to ask questions. We'll have a whole 30 minutes at the end of the workshop where you can ask us questions related to your 2023 transits. Yeah, so really excited for that. And actually, when this episode comes out on December 5th, we already have launched it. So you can go and check it out if you haven't already and sign up for that. And I think I think that's a one more thing, too, we wanted to add is that we're going to do a discounted price, right? Yes. So we have the live component for the first 20 people. You can join the Zoom as we record it. But if you can't join and or you just want to buy it early, we still we also have a discounted price for the first two weeks until the end of December 18th. So 11.59 p.m. Eastern on December 18th, you can buy it for um, discounted price. Yeah, so just a little thing, especially if you're like really wanting to be a part of it. Um, hopefully that's helpful for you. So 
I think that's all about the workshop. We're just really looking forward to sharing more about how you can work and make the most out of your 2023. Yeah, like how can you be your own astrologer? We want to give you those tools to figure it out on your own. I'm so excited. And if you're joining the live, we will see you then. Yes. Um, Sadly, this is our last episode for a while. We are taking a winter break. Um, Mars retrograde got the best of us. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but we will see after this episode, we're going to come back, I think, either very, very end of January or early February. So watch out for that. Yes, and hopefully that wasn't too abrupt because like we didn't know how to share that. But um, yeah, we're going to be back for sure and we'll have more astrology for you just taking a little Mars retrograde break. I like how you put that, Alice. Yes, and then as we're going to, well, Mercury retrograde, we went over that in the December forecast, also. but yeah, <laughs> when Mercury retrograde and Mars retrograde are going on at the same time, like we don't, we don't want to be recording Low this Low energy. <laughs> yeah. But like maximum, I'm already feeling Mars retrograde so much. So probably if you're listening to this podcast episode, you are feeling it. So let yourself rest. (laughs) Yes. Um, But we will still be active on social media. Um, So if you're not following us already, make sure to do so because we have some exciting announcements coming there while we're on hiatus from the podcast. Um, And our handles are in the show notes. Yeah. So we'll put everything there. And also as a side note, Not to get too jumbled, but we just want to say thank you if you tagged us in your Spotify wraps for the year of the podcast, just like telling us about that because it made our day. We just saw them as we were recording this podcast and we're so distracted as we're recording. I know. It's so cute. Like I love seeing how many people have enjoyed the podcast and listened to like someone posted they listened to over a thousand minutes of our podcast. That's a lot of time. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Seriously, it means so much to us. Yes. Thank you. Um, Do you have any life updates before we get into the astrology of 2023? I do. So I've been working on something, but it's not going to be out when this podcast is out. So yeah, make sure that you're just tuned in if you want to learn more astrology with me. It's what I'll share. Um, But Alice, I know you also have something big, big coming. Yes. So I have mentioned before (laughs) in several episodes that something I've been working on something major and have been annoyed that I haven't been able to talk about it yet. But when you're listening to this on December 5th, I finally am getting to announce it on December 7th. So Stay tuned for that. Um, it'll be out in a couple days from this getting released. And I am so excited. Like, this is like life dream fulfilled. Like, I am Aww. so excited for you guys to see what it is. I'm excited for everyone to see what it is, too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel special that I get to know. Um, but yeah, so definitely make sure you're following us on Instagram so you can keep updated and learn more astrology with us, too, through the holiday. Yes. Okay, let's get into the episode then um so we mentioned that we're not going to go through every single month and every transit um because that's what our monthly forecasts are for so the major transits we are going to focus on are eclipses and the nodes shifting into a new set of signs out of taurus and scorpio into aries libra jupiter also changing signs aries into taurus saturn also changing signs from aquarius into pisces pluto changing signs like that one is crazy Pluto moving from Capricorn into its first movement into Aquarius um, where it will finally get to 
well, we'll get into the Pluto stuff later. Um, <laughs> but it's huge. Yeah. yeah. And then a few retrogrades, like the Mars retrograde ending the first month of the year in January, then the Venus retrograde that takes place this summer, and Mercury retrogrades throughout the year during, um, well, Mercury retrograde will be, will be happening across the Earth signs for all of 2023. Yeah. So we're going to get into them one by one, eclipses, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, and retrogrades. So starting out, let's get into what the eclipses and the shift of the nodal axis means. So do you want to start that out, Alice? <laughs> yeah. So for since the end of 2021, the eclipses have been taking place in Taurus and Scorpio. So those having the eclipses in those two signs has really like um, brought up major themes and like certain areas of your life being emphasized for the last like year or so and it'll continue like those Taurus Scorpio eclipses will continue into 2023 but they will begin to wrap up and you'll start to see the new energy of the eclipses beginning and Aries and Libra come in so a new axis in your chart will start to get highlighted and you'll see changes begin to occur in another area of your life. Yeah, and this is really significant because eclipses are super powerful new and full moons. If you've listened to the podcast, you know that. And they basically signify these turning points, especially for just offering up an opportunity to create major shifts, major changes, new beginnings and endings taking place. And when they switch to a different sign and house, they switch the axis of the nodes, that just shifts where you're seeing those changes take place. Yeah, and when the um, nodes and then therefore the eclipses start to move into a new set of signs, usually you kind of feel like you're on the precipice of something new happening in that new two houses of your chart where the nodes are moving into, but you're not quite sure of like what's going to happen there yet. Um, You just know that change needs to occur and you want to do something differently there. So that might be the feeling you start to get in the Aries ruled house of your chart and the Libra in the Libra ruled house of your chart next year. And it's interesting because there are all that there are going to be four eclipses total this year and they actually take place in each of the four signs. So we have, you know, one in Taurus, Scorpio, Aries and Libra throughout 2023 and we'll get into the dates and stuff, but just understanding that there is this crossover with the eclipses. So as we said, you are wrapping up the Taurus Scorpio ones and you might see things and themes coming together and tying up loose ends there while you are having uncertainty about the Aries Libra side of your chart. Yeah, like the Taurus Scorpio part of your chart has probably undergone a lot of frustration the last year or so. And because the eclipses have been configured with like Saturn in Aquarius and Uranus in Taurus and maybe it's just things have felt tough there um and or you've been experiencing kind of like unsettled change in that area and like Maxine says usually it takes until those final eclipses happening in those signs for you to be like whoa I I've seen like kind of what this area of life is about I have a better grip on it and I'm finally seeing like positive things starting here can confirm. <laughs> That's totally how I have felt too. Um, especially if you have a lot of planets in Taurus Scorpio, you're noticing that even more so, I would say. So keeping that in mind, um, just noticing if you reflect back this past year since November 2021, what has shifted for you going into 2023? 
And what do you want to wrap up to? I would say like, if you're noticing, I haven't seen a lot of growth in those areas. Well, maybe it's like, what is it that you want to change still? Cause you still have that time. It's like a final push. And what's interesting is that both like the Scorpio, the final Scorpio eclipse and the final Taurus eclipse, both are lunar eclipses. None, neither are solar eclipses. So it's nothing majorly new beginning in those parts of your life symbolized by Taurus and Scorpio. It's more of like a culmination of activity, seeing visible results, seeing things come together, maybe releasing something or seeing like a final change happen. Yeah, and especially with Taurus Scorpio, like maybe just touching on some of those themes, but there has been this back and forth between letting go of things and kind of finding security. So if you've noticed that there's been in some area of your life, this divide between seeking security and your comfort zone and finding your roots or your base versus stretching outside of that or seeing what needs to change, what you need to let go of, maybe you you know, are struggling there in some way, this, I I just feel like this is a really great turning point in terms of seeing what it is you have outgrown and then acting accordingly. But also remembering you do have to act. You do have to work with the energy to see those shifts. And I wanted to get into like the exact dates of the eclipses now and how kind of the vibe for the eclipses for 2023, I think of it as much easier than the eclipses we've just come out of in 2022 because 2022 Taurus Scorpio eclipses, like half of those were in a square with Saturn in Aquarius where the 2023 eclipses, I think half of them are in configuration with Jupiter. So much more like uplifting, positive, like forward momentum type energy rather than like restriction, learning tough lessons and... Um, I don't know, having to see the like harsh reality of certain situations. Yeah, a word I would say for a lot of them is just freeing. I feel like they might help you to liberate yourself in some way and see things from a different perspective or just get things changing. I always like, like there's also another, we'll get into it more specifically in our workshop and things because this is a lot. But yeah, there's even one of them has a square to Pluto. The other one's opposite Uranus. So it's really helpful to shake up energy and get you unstuck if you've been feeling really heavy in those areas and weighed down. Yeah. And so to just go over like the exact dates these eclipses are happening, there's the first Aries solar eclipse on April 20th followed two weeks later by a final Scorpio lunar eclipse on May 5th. So that late April, early May time frame, that will be really key to watch in seeing um, change or a turning point in the year for you. And then the second set of eclipses will happen in the fall. We have a Libra solar eclipse on October 14th, followed by a Taurus lunar eclipse on October 28th. So again, looking at that mid to late October timeframe is another period in the year where there might be more major shifts um, or new beginnings um, or just kind of entering into the next chapter for the six months that follow. Mm-hmm. And keeping in mind that it might be endings and beginnings. So you're seeing, again, something wrapping up and something beginning. It's kind of planting a seed. We also wanted to touch on another important date for you. So that's July 18th. And that's when the nodal axis shifts. So where the nodes are in your chart, the horseshoe looking things, that's when they actually shift into Aries and Libra. So that's just significant because 
it will determine those eclipses and bigger changes you're seeing as well in those areas of life. So that happens through January 2025. Yeah, the North and South Nodes transit a pair of signs for about 18 months. And even outside of eclipse season, that transit through a particular house of your chart and that sign, the signs they're in, that's still relevant as well. So even that time frame outside of eclipses, you're still wanting to pay attention. Where are the nodes transiting through my chart during from July 2023 until January 2025? Yeah, and especially flagging that again, if you do have planets in these signs or even for the eclipses, if your natal lunar nodes are in Aries and Libra. Yes. Um, And so just to look back to like get an idea of what you may experience the last time the nodes were in the signs of Aries and Libra was um, throughout 2014, 2015, and into 2016. So if you kind of want to reflect back, I don't know if you're, you were too young at that point for it to make sense, but you could notice similar themes coming back up. Like those are my ninth and third houses of my chart. And I literally moved abroad to go to school at that time. And I was in school abroad the entire 2014, 2015, 2016, that the eclipses and the nodes were moving through Aries and Libra. It's so literal sometimes with the eclipses, especially if you do have some planets there too that might pick up on those themes. Um, So yeah, noticing the houses is really important. And I think for me back in that time, I actually had my chart ruler activated. So as a Gemini rising, that was really significant for me. And it can just be really helpful to see if there are significant planets that are activated. It might be like a more important time for you, which it definitely was back then for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I was also going to just mention how like with the nodes shifting out of like an earth and water sign into a fire and air sign, um, maybe just feeling like a little less heavy. Like I just feel like with the south node in Scorpio, the north node in Taurus, it's it just feels heavier, like a lot of more emotions coming up. Um, and with it in fire and air, maybe it's more about information, ideas, being more independent, um, collaborating with people, kind of focusing on relationships as well. Mm-hmm. And also too, I with the Libra Aries specific signs, just noticing a bigger. Th- theme on navigating self versus other. So kind of seeing where in life you need to be more independent with the Aries themes, but also interdependent with Libra, kind of focusing on relationships versus where do you like, where do you need to compromise versus where do you actually, you know, make sure you're not being walked all over by other people and finding that balance. Yeah, definitely a a huge theme of like me versus like how can I or theme of like putting yourself first and wanting to be more independent and do things just for you while balancing that with relationship commitments but also trying not to lose yourself in relationships and maybe releasing negative patterns that you've kept engaging in in your partnerships yeah and the other one other theme I want to make sure I touch on because I think everyone will be feeling just this desire to act on things but also at the same time especially with like Jupiter having been in Aries but then also thinking about wait where do I have to pull back and think things through first so another area of life where you might be experiencing more shifts yeah okay I think we should move on to Jupiter 
because it's getting yeah. to be a lot. <laughs> um, so this kind of ties in with the nodal transits because Jupiter is activating those same signs through its transit in 2023. So Jupiter starts off the year back in Aries. It moved back into Aries on December 20th. And it's going to be there until May 16th. And then from May 16th all the way through May of 2024, Jupiter will be in Taurus. So if we're dividing this 2023 up into like first half, Jupiter into Aries, second half, Jupiter into Taurus. So what would you say about like the first half of the year with Jupiter in Aries? Mm, definitely more, more just wanting to be taking action as I already mentioned but I think aside from that and independence maybe this more this desire to kind of show people not tell people what you want to do so really wanting to put yourself forward and take action in your life lead your own life maybe being more courageous motivational to others just honestly I just feel like having more more of an action-oriented thing wanting to throw yourself into things Yeah, I also think just like wanting to act on Jupiter related themes. So wanting to get started on um, going back to school for something or doing the writing that you keep procrastinating on or teaching yourself information on the side. Or maybe you just feel like you're really wanting to discover like spirituality and feel like you're connected to something bigger than yourself. Like that's what you're putting a lot of energy into. Or as a final note, maybe... um, foreign travel like really wanting to get out there and like expand your horizons and experience different cultures and go to places you've been hesitant to go to before Mm -hmm. and I would say that said then the shift in May into Taurus kind of asks you to draw back a little bit and see where you may have been overdoing things or you know, doing too much and seeing where you really want to focus on things that you really deeply value and where you're willing to put in more effort and hard work. Yeah, it's definitely a shift. Um, And I would say like Jupiter going into Taurus will come as a relief to a lot of fixed signs who have just been really going through it the past two years. Like Leo, Aquarius, Taurus, and Scorpio have had such a tough time throughout 2021 and 2022 because of Saturn and Aquarius and the eclipses in Taurus, Scorpio. So I just see Jupiter coming into Taurus as like, okay, you're finally catching a bit of a break. Maybe things aren't so difficult as more and you're getting, you feel like you're getting somewhere and there's just better opportunities. Feeling more optimistic about things too or more future oriented because I mean I think there is a risk there with Jupiter of if you haven't been acting on the eclipses if you haven't been making those shifts it's just really obvious that you need to make it but you might actually feel the desire to shake things up there. I would say like also um, with Jupiter going into a sign like Taurus which is all about kind of like money and treating yourself to nice things maybe just being mindful of not overdoing that a bit. yeah like I feel <laughs> I like it's that. like I want to buy all the clothes um splurge just reeling that in too much of a good thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> also um yeah and then is there anything specific you want to linger on there Alice yeah one thing this really doesn't go exact until 2024 but it might be kind of relevant in 2023 is Jupiter will get pretty close to Uranus in um 
in Taurus, like about eight degrees away, and that's still like pretty strong. But Jupiter and Uranus, when they meet up in a conjunction, is a really great transit. It's kind of like sparks creativity and innovation. So looking at where that conjunction is taking place in your chart might be like sudden breakthroughs or um, kind of like exciting, fast-paced developments and opportunities going on. Mm, I know. And I, I feel like it's just we've gotten to see a lot more of the themes of Uranus and Taurus recently with the eclipses, but that will really help to make things even more obvious and unavoidable. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to that too. Um, Yeah, I think that was the last, I guess, well, looking at Jupiter going through these two signs, like if you want to get an idea of what Jupiter and Aries will look like for you for those first five months of the year, Jupiter was in Aries for the entire summer and most of the fall of 2022. So it's kind of revisiting those same themes that might have been prominent at that time in the Aries ruled house of your chart and seeing like a second wave of growth happening there. Um, So yeah, it it might be like a bit of deja vu or picking back up where you left off in the fall. Um, And then with it moving into Taurus, that's a part of your chart where it has not been for 12 years. So looking back at the last time Jupiter was in Taurus was fall of 2011 into early 2012. Um, So again, like just looking back, like, is there anything coming up that may have felt similar at that same during that same time period? Exactly. So really just allowing yourself with these transit is helpful to reflect back on when this last happened and kind of those themes coming up but just keeping in mind it doesn't have to be a repeat or deja vu exactly of like if something happened in the past you can be more conscious of where you want to take this going forward yes okay did you have anything left to say on jupiter should we move on to saturn I think that's all. I could go on and on about it, but that's what the (laughs) workshops are for. Um, Okay, so let's get into Saturn into Pisces. I'm so looking forward to this. (laughs) I'm surprised you say that because it's your Saturn. Well, talking about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for Saturn to go into Pisces, kind of. Um, It will be hard for mutable sign placements, but basically Saturn is moving into Pisces March 7th, 2023, and it's going to stay there for the most part until February 2026. So it's starting this new three-year transit of Pisces. It's been in Aquarius um, since 2020, so this is pretty major. It's like turning your attention to a new area of life that you want to restructure or take more seriously or figure out how you want to do things differently there. Yeah, and I think, you know, I'm looking forward to it because I do think it's going to help to shift some of if, you know, if you have fixed signs like I do, I'm looking forward to it for that. It is going to be my Saturn return, though. So if you notice in your birth chart, if you're listening, you have Saturn in Pisces, this is also your Saturn return. And it's just important to note, like with Saturn in Pisces, it does ask you to address a different area of life kind of put your focus there, restructure, take things more seriously. Yeah, the first few months or even first year of Saturn going into a new sign and house of your chart is is like very tricky. It's kind of like a shock to the system. Like, oh my God, I need to do something different. There's so much stress weighing down on me in this part of my life. How can I step it up and um, be more mindful of like how I'm going about this particular area? Mm-hmm. And the first time that Saturn does go into that 
part of your chart. It is, yeah, it is a shakeup in terms of there might be some difficult areas to navigate for you. So understanding the challenges that come in with that is really, really beneficial. It's so helpful because you kind of at least get an idea of like the curriculum (laughs) that you're going to have for the next three years. And people, I mean, everyone will feel Saturn going into Pisces because it'll be a particular house of your chart, but mutable sign placements will really want to pay attention. So Gemini, um, Pisces, Virgo, and Sagittarius, because Saturn will be making an aspect to your planets that are in these signs. So kind of feeling more stress than usual and a desire to I don't know, grow up. It's such a like mature type transit. Like how can I be, how can I take this, whatever planet it is touching, how can I take that area of life more seriously and put more effort into? And that might feel very stressful at first. And especially, you know, even if you do, I I feel like everyone talks about the Saturn return and that is its own thing. But just knowing if you have your sun or your moon in one of those signs, even making aspect to Saturn, it can also feel like a really stressful or heavy time or, or also just a time where you're ready to lean into things and take life more seriously in that area. So it can really help you to get where you want to go long-term as well and just a helpful way to activate that for you. Yeah, like as someone who just came out of Saturn transiting their sun in 2021 in Aquarius, I can say Saturn to sun transit is harder than a Saturn return. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you had some overlap there too, I would say. Uh, true, so you true. had like double. <laughs> okay, yeah. You had double, Alex. I so guess, definitely stressful, but. I guess my point was just if you have mutable sign placements, like, yeah, like don't expect, um, I don't know, next year may not be the easiest. And it's really kind of like, how how can I um, tap into, my, if it's like your son getting affected, how can I tap into different sides of myself or take myself more seriously or really get rid of like these habits and mindsets holding me back? It's kind of like with a Saturn transit shedding everything that just doesn't make sense in your life anymore and really like streamlining, like who am I? What am I about? Yeah, I mean, I've seen that with you. I feel like you've done such a good job of seeing where you want to direct your creativity even and your energy and your life force. Because, yeah, Saturn to Sun is so important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also, just like if we're thinking about Saturn in Pisces, that sign general themes that might come up, um, like for the world at large, Pisces is so much about like spirituality, wanting to feel connected to something bigger than yourself. So maybe even more people wanting to take things like astrology or mysticism or just like um, any other form of spirituality, any other form of spirituality, taking that a lot more seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, taking it more seriously and also things like spirituality, your intuition, things that are a bit more mystical, as you said, maybe grounding them a bit more or getting more disciplined with how you approach that area of life. Like maybe you're wanting to be a bit more structured or go back to basics with astrology, for example. And and I would say also a lot coming up, I'm expecting with like Saturn into Pisces, maybe seeing where you're learning to trust rather than like areas of life where you may have had fear. You're learning to kind of just allow yourself to be more open and less inhibited when it comes to being vulnerable or letting people help you or letting other people in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe also like wanting to 
find ways to help other people and give back somehow. Like Pisces is such a compassionate giving sign. Um, also mental health, I would say, is a Pisces theme. So maybe seeing advancements with like mental health or um, how we like talk about addiction or um, areas where people, I don't know, like resources that people can have that are suffering from addiction or mental health problems like just getting better about that and talking about it more openly Mm, yeah and also kind of seeing where where we might be you know escaping problems in some way like you know if and, and that doesn't always it can even look like you know maybe thinking you're scrolling through Instagram too much or like watching too much television or whatever it is that kind of takes you away from the present moment even um that might be a great transit if you want even going into the new year to develop some just helping you to cut something out. I feel like getting closer to this transit coming up in March, it might help you to really see a pattern that you don't like and cut that out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you want to reflect back, I mean, not many people are going to be able to reflect back on this, but the last time Saturn was in Pisces was summer 1993, specifically that time frame in 1993, and then all 1994 until early 1996. So seeing similar themes, I mean, I was like three years old or less than that at that time, but I could see similar things come up in that part of my life. Yeah, it actually. And, you know, so I definitely looking back there, if you are able to remember it or even asking someone who knew you during that time, it might be interesting to just see if someone remembers those themes or if you are old enough to reflect back. This can be a really important time because you can kind of correct things even from then. Like maybe you noticed then there was some theme that, or something you were working on and now you're ready for the next evolution to really cinch that up and see the lesson there and move forward so that can be a really great time for that too also if like if you were a really young child like I was at that time like only like two years old how maybe it's like you are finally facing like memories from that time I feel like Saturn is very much like okay face this part of yourself like how are those childhood memories coming up a bit more strongly and how are they more relevant in order for you to maybe make peace with them Mm, I love that. And it it is so true. I feel like also the last thing I wanted to mention here is just seeing, I kind of mentioned this already, but just seeing where you might want to also set some boundaries and kind of, if you're someone who tends to just always be there for others, making sure that you're compassionate with yourself too, and that you don't always have to be the strong friend. I think a lot of people are going to feel that a lot, especially if you natally have Saturn in Pisces. I think that's a huge thing where you're learning to ask for help. And I am calling myself out on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Setting new area activated by like learning how to set boundaries and find greater structure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's get into Pluto and Aquarius. This is the most major transit, I would say, happening in 2023. Um, This is because, so Pluto spends a really long time in every sign. Um, It's been in Capricorn since 2008. So this is very major that it's finally switching signs after um, almost 20 years. So Pluto's going to go briefly into Aquarius in 2023. It enters Aquarius on March 23rd, and then it's already back into Capricorn in June. Um, But then it'll come back in 2024 into Aquarius and stay there until 2043. So really, 2024 is kind of that final 
um, push into Aquarius where it will remain for 20 years. Like, I feel like we need to repeat that because it's like so wild. It's there until 2043. Yeah. Like this is just the first hint at it. And you might notice though, bigger shifts happening or bigger obvious themes coming up that will later be transformed because Pluto is this planet of deep change, deep transformation, and we can learn so much from it. So pay attention March 23rd through June. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's a 20 year transit, like you may not, it may not be obvious at first. Like who knows if something will happen in 2023 in that part of your chart. So I wouldn't like freak out about that. Um, because usually when there's a planet like Pluto spending so much time in one sign, there have to be like other relevant fixed sign transits for you to really feel or fixed sign transits in this case, because it's an Aquarius for you to like really start to feel that transit of Pluto. Yeah, exactly. And this will affect you more in different ways. Like you'd have to look at your specific chart, but just understanding that there may be something that comes up for you when it first ingresses into, when Pluto first goes into Aquarius. So just paying attention to see, is there anything that's coming up that really wants to be made made itself known? Because Pluto deals a lot with the subconscious. So at that time, you might actually see something else coming up, especially if you do, like, for example, if you had your moon in early, early degrees of Aquarius, maybe you'd notice something there. And I think to get a better idea of, like, how this transit would function is, like, really looking at that Capricorn house of your chart and seeing, like, if you just look back to from 2008 until now, how has that area of your life undergone a major transformation? How have you really like done an overhaul and um, learned how to look at that area a lot differently? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think just like generally to speak to Pluto, this planet of transformation in Aquarius, which is a huge shift from a you know, Capricorn it's been in since 2008. That's all about tradition. And now it's shifting into this sign that deals so much with progressiveness, just maybe seeing how we're able to transform more fully and do things differently and appreciate diversity and like just very future oriented. Yeah, questioning the status quo of how a lot of things are done. Um, I think we've already seen like a hint of it with Jupiter and Saturn moving into Aquarius over the past three years. Um, Like how people aren't going to work five days a week in an office anymore, or most people aren't. And like how kind of the work day is changing in that sense. Like that's just one example. But really doing an overhaul throughout the next 20 years of existing structures um, and how can we, like you were saying, be more progressive or do things like completely differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like as a collective, as a society too. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that manifests for sure. But just, I just want to say here, like don't worry about Pluto entering like Aquarius for you because it really just brings to the surface usually things that you already are feeling at some level too. So Yeah. I also want to say another like Pluto and Aquarius general theme would be technology and advancements in technology. So seeing maybe how social media goes through a massive transformation, like how people have been saying like, oh, Instagram's dead or like the issues with Twitter going on, seeing something maybe different come out of that or we look at social media differently. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not something you'll feel every single day. It's something that you'll look back on and see the general trend. Yeah, you can like break up, like if you look at the last century of history, breaking up these like generational trends into Pluto cycles. Like, oh, what happened? What was relevant in the 1980s during that Pluto in Scorpio transit and how that was different than what happened in the 90s when Pluto moved into Sagittarius. So looking it's so at, wild. Yeah, looking at these bigger time frames and how they're defined by that sign that Pluto is moving through. Mm-hmm. More on that in a future episode. I could say so much. I'm like, Maxine, don't don't go there. Um, yeah, Pluto yeah. and <laughs> Pluto and Aquarius deserves its own episode. I, it does. We will get there closer. Um, okay, so lastly, we want to just briefly touch on the retrogrades of 2023. So, as mentioned at the start, there's the Mars retrograde in Gemini. That ends on January 12th. So that's kind of something we've touched on in a previous episode. But just understanding the start of the year might not really fully start (laughs) in all actuality until January 12th. Like when it comes to your goals and things, I just wanted to flag if you're feeling frustrated at the start of the year, do not be hard on yourself. Because as mentioned at the start of this podcast, there's also a Mercury retrograde too then. So kind of a slow, sleepy start to the new year and new goals. (laughs) Yeah, second half of January going into February, you should feel just kind of a burst of new energy and more clarity on what you want to put energy and effort into moving forward. Yeah, and then we really wanted to focus on Venus retrograde in Leo because that takes place on July 22nd through September 3rd and Venus retrogrades are much more rare (laughs) like if we're talking about that they're the most so the last time it was actually in Leo was back in 2015 so you might notice like themes coming up from then but yeah this is this is a really special one especially if you do have Leo in your chart like you do Alice yeah yeah so the if you if Leo is prominent in your chart um feeling this retrograde more intensely than other people would like I know I know like when Venus retrogrades happen in Leo for me, something significant in the realm of relationships always happens. So like before I met my current boyfriend, my last relationship was during this Venus retrograde in Leo in 2015. Um, And then before that was like the first time I had ever like had a guy like me in 2007, (laughs) the last time it was in Leo. So So seeing patterns take place when it repeats when Venus retrograde repeats itself every eight years in the same sign. Um, But if we're thinking about Venus retrograde in general, themes that typically come up with this one are really doing a lot of deeper reflection on how can I go about relationships differently? Um, What are some patterns holding me back? Is there closure you still need to gain from a past relationship? Uh, Things like that. It's like very relationship focused retrograde super relationship focused and you know that could be like reevaluating relationships of all kinds um romantic and otherwise but also just kind of seeing how you are relating to others and it's an interesting exercise just to reflect on how you can you know be a better partner be a better friend and like that kind of thing especially with I would say Venus retrograde and Leo kind of seeing how you can really love yourself and appreciate how you express yourself and be more authentic and where there's room for being even more yourself. Yeah, Venus also has to do with like self-worth, which is why it's interesting. It's tied into like 
like self-worth, I feel like informs both money and relationships. So I feel like Venus holds the key to those areas. Um, so with Venus retrograde, maybe also just like reflecting on how, how much you're feeling valued at your job or how you could make more money or how you can manage your finances better. Like money might be a huge theme during this time as well. Um, or again, like you were saying, Maxine, where it's like building up confidence in yourself and being more comfortable with who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like overcoming the fear of even disappointing others or others disapproval, I feel like with Leo, like with Venus retrograde in Leo. So I think that'll be really cool. Even also just the last thing I would add is because I'm so excited for this transit, but just seeing like, who are you loyal to and who is loyal to you and who's there for you when you're down and like, you know, that kind of thing. I think that'll be a really helpful transit to shine a light on that and appreciate the people in your life. Okay. And then the final thing we wanted to touch upon is Mercury retrogrades, which are taking place in earth signs, um, in 2023. So we start off the year with that first one in Capricorn. I think that ends on January 18th. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, and then we get another one during Taurus season. Hold on. I'm just pulling up the exact dates cause I forgot to write them down. Here, I have, I have okay. them on another thing. So yeah. So after the Capricorn one, then the Taurus retrograde, Mercury retrograde is April 21st to May 15th. And then we have the Virgo re- Mercury retrograde, August 23rd to September 15th. And then at the very end of the year, we have the last Mercury retrograde that starts on December 13th and goes into early 2024. Yeah, it ends on January 1st, which is kind of cool. But I would say across the board with Mercury retrograde happening in Earth signs, it's really about like reflecting on how you manage your time, how what what responsibilities are important to you, how you can, um, I don't know, find a better routine or work more efficiently or change an aspect of your job or your work. Also, I would say I love all of those ones. And then also to just generally seeing where you need to come back down to earth, where you need to kind of prioritize and restructure things. But I think always keeping in mind with earth signs, like what is most practical? What does keep me grounded? What, where are my roots at in that sense? Like, so yeah, I think that'll really help everyone to in different ways based on your chart but kind of reevaluate and prioritize like where are you focused there yeah like are you focused on like the realistic practical task in front of you um it'll be interesting to see how it's contrasted with mercury retrograde that has been going on in air signs for the past two years and how that's been so much about communication within relationships and the exchange of ideas and how you can be more effective with communicating your ideas to people um, and how that will massively shift with Mercury retrograde now in earth signs. Yeah, even just the way, like speaking about communication with Mercury retrogrades, just maybe seeing where you need to communicate like more directly or practically and that kind of thing. So yeah, it will really shift in a lot of ways. Yes. Okay, so that is 2023 in a nutshell. <laughs> um, if you want to, again, if you want to know more specifics and how to locate where all these transits are happening in your chart and what they mean specifically for you, take our masterclass um, and we've linked it below. Yes, and there is going to be the discount as well. So for the first two weeks from 
December 5th when this comes out through the, let me just double check, yes, the 19th, <laughs> that is going to be at a discounted price too. So definitely check that out. And I am so excited to share that with you. It's going to be so special. Yes. So if you sign up for the live or you get access to the live portion, we will see you guys there. And if not, um, see you after our winter break. Yes. And happy new year. Yes. Happy new year. Bye everyone. Yeah.